The International PharmaTalks podcast is powered by ELS Solutions Group. If you would like to engage directly with ELS Solutions and receive advisory from regulatory, distribution, or pipeline in international business, please visit elssolutions.com.br slash en. Welcome to the International Pharma Talks podcast. I'm your host, Diogo Souza Martins, and in this podcast, we will dive deep into the world of healthcare international business, where you will learn strategies and action plans to help you navigate through your internationalization program and achieve the best results. Welcome to the International PharmaTalks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Diogo Souza Martins, and in this podcast, we will talk about strategies and tips to address intellectual property international business in order to broaden your perspective on this IP method and best practice so you better manage your assets. Don't forget to subscribe for more podcasts about the hot topics in pharma every week. And as always, if you want to connect with me, please send out an email to podcast at tlssolutions.com.br and you'll have an answer from me in 24 hours. In the last few decades, the idea of intellectual property has become linked to a legal regimen responsible for implementing, regulating and expanding intellectual property rights at the global level. The agreement on trade-related aspects of intellectual property rights by the World Trade Organization, or WTO. It is in this scenario that the domain called intellectual property expanded and redefined itself on a global scale, subjecting new technologies and cultural productions to property laws and hegemonic market structures. The term intellectual property refers to types of property that result from the creation of the human spirit. It is interesting to note that the term intellectual property in the convention establishing the World Intellectual Property Organization, or WIPO, is not formally defined. The states that drafted the convention prefer to present an exhaustive list of rights relating to it, such things as to literally artistic and scientific words or, or works, the interpretation of the performers and the performances of the performing artists, the phonograms and emission of broadcasts, or inventions in all fields of human activity, literally, uh, scientific discoveries or industrial designs and models or industrial commercial and service brands as well as commercial firms and trade names or the protection against unfair competition and all other rights inherent in intellectual activity in the industrial, scientific, literary and artistic fields. But in the current times, the term intellectual property refers to this new global regime, an umbrella system basically designed to protect the rights of patent holders, which can be for corporations as well as for individuals. The processes through which these rights were redefined generated new forms of social coercion and control including monopolies deprived of genetic resources and biodiversity of the people, place, as well as social spaces. 
That is to say, the privatization of collective and cultural resources, as well as inventions of public interests, appears as a powerful strategy to control the global flows of knowledge and information, and as a result, access to intangible cultural goods and new technologies. Innovation itself represents the creation of new value for the world, whether created through new technologies, new business models, new products or services, or even new forms of social entrepreneurship. Innovation should be high on the agenda of policymakers, as it is the main driver of long-term economic growth and improvements in quality of life. For instance, the US Department of Commerce reported in 2010 that technological innovation can be linked to three quarters of US growth rate since the end of World War II. Intellectual property represents the main value component of many commercial transactions. In fact, global trade flows are increasingly dominated by knowledge-intensive goods and services, which are growing faster than capital and labor-intensive flows. International exports of knowledge and technology-intensive commercial goods and services reach around 4 trillion in 2014, consisting 1.6 trillion in knowledge-extensive commercial and services and 2.4 trillion US dollars in exports of knowledge products, in meaning probably high-tech. In fact, knowledge rather than labor, capital or resource-intensive components represents about half of today's global trade flows. And this knowledge-intensive component is growing more rapidly, about 1.3, 1.5 times the rate of intensive labor flows. This is partly due to the increase in knowledge-intensive business services, such as computer-related services, research and development services, and commercial services as well. Many aspects of the intellectual property system are debated from time to time, but a wide range of studies and statistics have shown that not only developed countries, but also developing countries can benefit from GDP employment and other economical gains that derive from protection of intellectual property and the creative and innovative sectors that it supports. Studies have shown that copyright-related industries can make economic contributions in developing countries similar in importance to their contribution in developed countries. National companies in developing countries are also regular users and in some countries substantial or trademark and patent systems both domestically and abroad. In addition, foreign investments and technology transfers in developing countries directly depend on adequate recognition and protection of intellectual property. These copyright-related industries generate substantial GDP and employment contributions and export opportunities in developing countries. Around 2 to 6% of GDP and around 3 to 11% of employment in 14 countries were studied. And 
DWIPO and other organizations and economists have done several studies on the economic contribution of copyrighted related industries in developing countries, as defined by the such organizations such as the World Bank and uh, with gross national income per capita of 6,000 or less. Effective product protection of intellectual property rights attracts inward foreign direct investments in developed, developing and least developed countries. This has been different extensive data and surveys from different organizations, but there is one study that involved a regression analysis of the relationship between various measures of technology transfer and a set of indexes that quantify the strength of these whilst controlling other factors. The results of this study showed the positive correlation between the strength of these uh, intellectual property rights, patents in particular, and franked direct investments. The extensive World Economical Forum, WEF, as uh, an acronym, surveys confirm that a country's intellectual property protection is linked with its economic competitiveness. WEF's Global Competitiveness Report, a survey of 133 countries, is designed as a contribution to enhancing the understanding of key factors, determining such things as economical growth, and to explain why some countries are more successful than others in raising income levels and opportunities for their respective populations. Hence, it offers policymakers and business leaders an important tool in the form formulation of improved economic policies and institutional reforms. One of the most fundamental reasons for making sure that innovations get legal protection in the form of intellectual property rights is the negative effect that free riding otherwise has on innovation. Economists have understood since the past century that there is a built-in tendency for industry to underinvest in R&D from the standpoint of society's needs due to the problem that firms have in appropriating the economic benefits of their innovations. Inventions, creative works, or even brands and other such valuable intangibles are what economists call non-rival or non-excludable. That is, if these are not protected by legal rights, they could and would be used fairly easily by market competitors and could not be easily defended against imitators. Without these rights, for example, a small technology developer could not prevent its multinational competitors from simply expropriating and free riding on its innovations, if not protected. Intellectual property rights power innovation. For instance, analyzing the level of intellectual property protections via the World Economical Forum's Global Competitiveness Reports, as I mentioned before, or creative outputs via the Global Innovation Index, shows that countries, countries with stronger intellectual property protection have more creative outputs in terms of intangible assets and creative goods and services in a nation's media printing and publishing, as well as entertainment industries, including even online, even at varying levels of development. This is how important it is for you 
to really protect your intellectual property or your assets, your patents, your products, your brands as soon as possible as, as you develop it. Please make sure that you surround from your professional of intellectual property uh, in order to really secure our assets early on. Studies have also found that strong, stronger protections for intellectual property rights that support exports for developing countries and the faster growth rates of certain industries argued by the fact that stronger protection improves the export performance of companies that benefit technology transfer. It was also found, curiously, that trademark protection as a statistically significant association in relation to the export turnover, sales and total assets of the company studied, finding a significant association between copyright and export turnover. Moreover, researchers have found a positive influence of patent right protection on export turnover, meaning sales, under certain specifications with respect to complementary policies. In some other cross-country studies, researchers have found that stronger patent rights are associated with faster company growth in IP-intensive industries, such as pharmaceuticals. In fact, during the early 90s, a one-standard deviation increase in patent rights was associated with an increase in firm growth of 0.69%, an advantage amounting to nearly one-fifth of the average industry growth rate of 3.7%. So these are meaningful results which should be taken into account. Nations that have not implemented or do not enforce robust intellectual property rights protections end up harming their economical development in at least three principal ways. First, they deter future innovative activity. Second, they discourage trade and foreign direct investment, which only hurts their own consumers and businesses by both limiting their choices as well as inhibiting their enterprise's ability to access best-of-breed technologies that are vital to boosting domestic productivity. Third, in countries with weak intellectual property protections, firms are forced to invest undue amounts of resources in protection rather than invention. So, by taking to all of this in consideration, when you are developing your international business, your pipeline, your R&D, even your brand, please do surround yourselves by intellectual property professional consultancy companies in order for you to really protect your assets early on and for the international business. Thank you for joining us on this episode of International Pharma Talks podcast. For more episodes and to subscribe, rate and leave a review, please direct to iTunes or Spotify. If you wish to develop your international program or to register or distribute your products in another market, please consult elssolutions.com.br/en.